welcome to Spiral Podcast. Your hosts are me, Rachel. And me, Liz. In the run-up to this year's Great Escape Festival, we'll be spotlighting artists of this year's lineup that we reckon ought to be on your radar. Ones we cannot wait to see live. This year, the festival is going virtual, although it won't be any less annual treat of new music we all live for. Yeah, we've discovered some absolutely incredible talent over the years. We've volunteered for a few years running to such great memories. And today we are over the moon to be joined by the remarkable Welsh lyricist and self-taught producer, Elio, the little brother. So hello and welcome. How are you today? Uh, yeah. yeah, you yourself. Uh, yeah, I'm alright, thank you, yeah. Oh, um, good. It's been busy, but and busy is good sometimes. I mean, lockdown is, yeah, I've been well, I've got like a few different jobs and they were all past this worker jobs, so nothing really changed for me. Um, yeah, it's been a little bit weird now with the, you know, seeing humans again in like real life. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's, it's nice. I just hope that, you know, we don't get all that too excited again and then end up back, back to square one. Hopefully not. But, yeah, yeah, hopefully not. Yeah. But what about you guys? Uh, how have you found lockdown? Um, ups and downs really, a bit of a mixed vibe. Miss the human interaction, see finally it's starting to open. Where are you guys? You you both in England, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. Elizabeth's in London, I'm just outside in Hertfordshire, so Yeah, I, I can never I'm like in North Wales, so it, like I think our like dates are a little bit different, but um yeah, we're all kind of in the same boat. Yeah, we are. It's kind of nice not having like everyone being like because I've never really known what was kind of going on generally with stuff, but so it's nice that everyone is kind of on my level now. But it's like no one knows what's going on. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, people. I feel like yes, I can. I've got more empathy with people and vice versa. And how have you sort of adjusted your music, like virtual gigs and not having that sort of human interaction? Yeah, I mean, I got really, really lucky with. Some things, so for example, I did a gig, um, it was like a, t- a test event in, in a theatre. So it was uh, nice to do a gig in front of just the staff of, of the theatre. It's really good because from from that uh, gig, I managed to like get a, kind of like a job at the theatre. Uh, it's called Theatre Cluid in North Wales. So I was lucky, really. Um, just yeah, managed to stumble into new opportunities that wouldn't have been there otherwise. And, and the odd online gig is also kind of fun. Um, Sounds like you've you played quite a few online gigs. Yeah, um, a handful. Um, I mean, I released my um, album in October and did like an online launch event for that. It's scattered around since then. There's been So I think that was my first one. And then from then I've just done like literally just a handful um, of you know different sort of online events or closed gigs. But yeah, online gigs are fun. I like your drink, yeah. by the way. Oh, thank you. Uh, and a matching headband. <laughs> Feeling quite spring-like. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> I made a very bad decision of playing uh, football just outside with us and I care for in this like woolly jumper and I didn't realise how hot it still is and it's like what seven o'clock and so the jumper reminded me of, of the bad mistake i just made of doing a sweaty exercise in a woolly jumper you mentioned football there so are you a keen footballer or is it just something as a sort of pastime uh, um, my knees don't allow me to be a keen footballer these days i used to play for like my local team 
um, years ago, but it's literally just um, one of my jobs is a part-time carer, so he likes to play football, um, so we just play like, in the garden sometimes. Yeah, I wouldn't say I'm very good, but it's fun. <laughs> so for our listeners that might not know much about you, so you're based in Connors Quay in North Wales. So it's yeah. literally on the cusp, isn't it, really, of the English-Welsh border? Yeah, it's a really interesting little spot I found because it's like no one speaks Welsh. Although you, it's like you have to learn it up until you're like 15 in school or 16. Um, but it's kind of like, I've always felt like there's like that little bit of, there's like an identity thing going on. But we go travelling somewhere or play a gig down south or something and it's like a way from and people go, anyone has ever heard of is it's Chester who's obviously in a different country so it's that weird like, trying to put North Wales as a place too but it's it's yeah right on the cusp so it's a bit um, funny so that was just a really normal question of where you're from and I went down there um, <laughs> a really interesting sidetrack yeah well, it looks so very relaxed and quite rural yeah it, it, to be fair uh, they're lucky really because you only have to drive 15 10, 15 minutes and you are like you've got like the most beautiful vistas and it's there's some really lovely like walks to go on and things like that but um yeah but lucky this is different than London I, I, <laughs> might, yeah, I imagine so. <laughs> just a little bit yeah I've only ever been to London uh, like a handful of times but um it is terribly intimidating I found yeah, I guess it's one of those things if you're in the bubble like you probably yeah. I, I can't speak for you or anything, but I'm right. sure you'll get used to it a little bit more. But Me too. Yeah, have you always lived there? Yeah, so it's born and raised there, so I'm kind of used to it, but then I do like to leave London every now and again, so because go to like countryside and stuff, and yeah. it's stuck in the city, and yeah, I need to get out, and that's how I've been. Yeah, it's I've found like having that constant, like, an internal um, conflict recently of like really trying to. Especially through lockdown, I think just really appreciating kind of my surroundings more because I definitely I don't want to like go go into like therapy session and yeah, but like totally um, do feel should should be more appreciative. Yeah, appreciate what's yeah, and you know because everyone is kind of like always it's like that grass is greener sort of concept. Um, Yeah, but you know it's not so bad. So, how's it happen? We're interviewing um, two other artists, Welsh artists as well. Oh, really? Yeah, so we've got Jodie Marie and Marie. So, yeah, I was just wondering what your thoughts were on the local music scene in the Middle East. Yeah, I mean, there's, like, well, most of the gigs take place um, in England. <laughs> so, there used to be one lovely little place called Iron Falls, which is on the coastline, and it's called Broken Sea. But, sadly, that. Shut around us. In fact, last year, time seems to not exist anymore. Um, but so that was my favourite the old spot where all the, all the, a lot of Welsh um, artists would, you know, showcase their stuff. And um, but yeah, so it's really sad that that's not there anymore. And to be honest, a lot of times you are going to over into like Chester or Liverpool or Manchester to perform. So like, I would move to Dublin. Yeah, there's a lot of really great Welsh artists, but yeah, it's kind of sad that we'll cross yeah cross that border because it is so easily accessible. And um, it'd be really nice to have another 
another little spot um, uh, where we can all sort of hang out. Um, but at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. I mean, it's just like, you know, it's not like England is a bad place or anything. <laughs> but yeah, in terms of like the Welsh music scene, it's like, like I think down south, it's like Cardiff is obviously a massive uh, hotbed and there's so many great um, venues and, and obviously artists as well. Um, but I think, yeah, as you come up a little bit, we seem to, um, yeah, maybe lose grasp a little bit of that. Or maybe that's just me, or maybe there's loads going on, I just don't know. Like, that is entirely. Like, I just might be well out of the loop. I don't know. It's possible. I was going to say, I have to say, we're quite intrigued by your um, heritage. Yeah. Um, uh, my mum's side of the family derives from Italy. In a little place just north of north of Milan, south of Milan. Anyway, a little place called Reggio Emilia. It's, uh, my dad's uh, side of the family come from uh, Barry Island in South Wales. Uh, yeah, somewhere along the way, my yeah, mum and dad met in a little book called Parent Hands. And, um, and yeah, so that we just hung out in North Wales ever since. Um, but I, I try. I can't speak fluent Italian. My mum can, and I've gone through different phases of trying to learn. I've only really um, sort of stuck at it if I've sort of had an Italy trip planned, so I can like impress the relatives with my like, very, <laughs> very like five sentences or whatever. But um, yeah, it's one thing that I've well, the two things I really want to do is learn Welsh and learn Italian. Still time. There's yeah. always time. Yeah, exactly. it's never too late to uh, never too late yeah, to start there. We heard some like Italian words on your song Dungarees, so it's like Yes. Oh yeah, the very end of that song. Yeah, yeah. very end. Yeah. yeah, that that's me like that's like right now that's probably about the extent of my Italian. <laughs> <laughs> um and and if you I don't know, uh played that to an Italian person or someone who could speak to an Italian, they'd probably dissect it and, and be like, This is Dramatically awful, like this makes no sense, but it makes sense to me. Um, <laughs> That's all that matters, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, that was, yeah, I decided I'm gonna yeah, do some Italian um, spoken word at the end of that, which was actually really fun because the R's like roll off the list really, really well, and so like rapping in, in, in Italian is actually super fun. Is that something we can see more of in the future? I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, I mean, I de- yes is the answer to that. Yeah, I'm yeah. I look forward to that. Thank <laughs> you. So your music videos are pretty entertaining. I mean, do you create them all yourself? Or it's all your concepts. Yeah, and- yeah. Thank you for saying that. That's really kind. Um, they're super, just like, uh, like no budget. Just like how just they all just depend on how much memory I have in my phone. And- but I kind of like that, that sort of DIY aspect nature of it because it's kind of like, yeah, kind of kind of random as well. So then yeah. we've got a bear one thing. Oh yeah. yeah so. Oh man, and once I figured out, I was like, I never want to stop fooling bear. <laughs> bear. It's so much fun. Um, I don't know if either of you two uh, learn it at all. Yeah, it's fun. It's so much I don't fun. actually personally. Oh, no, I highly recommend. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, such a nice sense of and like you can just do it like by yourself you can do it with friends or whatever yeah. and so yeah once I um, 
very last thing I could do that, I was just like, right, I, I'm, this is, I just don't want to stop that, and I had to incorporate it into a, um, a video, so, yeah, that weekend, yeah, I was just staying in like a little, little pot in somewhere in Wales, and yeah, it was very cold and rainy, so the bear wanted came with me, and the heat. But yeah, the, I've got a music video coming out next week, I think. And this is the funnest, this is one I actually put like thought into. Um, not like I haven't, you, you know what I mean? Like I actually yeah. like, planned, I planned um, uh, this thing. And um, yeah, I think it's coming out next Friday or something. But um, it's, it was really fun because I realized that my mum and dad have um, blue blinds in their house. And so I was like pulled it all the way down. I was like, oh, I can use it as like a, a green screen. And so I, I was stood in front of stood in that conservatory with like turn myself into like a little borrower. And uh, so yeah, the next video I'm just like this. We saw that actually on a Facebook page. Oh, we put a clip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another clip. Yeah. yeah so it's that one. That's cool. it was, that was super fun to film, but that was yeah a, a, a bit of like actual thinking went into that for a change, which is also quite nice. Yeah, it's cool. Can't wait to see it, actually. <laughs> Thank you. So you've achieved all your um, music from your parents' attic. So oh, like, yeah. experience being in an attic, <laughs> living in an attic. Um, you get used to, like, ducking loads because it's like, it's like this. Yeah. And um, it was, it's actually really sweet because... When I was younger, we moved to this new like house, and it was a bungalow, but it, it only had, I think there was like two of us, like children, and there was only two rooms, so I didn't have a room to sleep in. I know that sounds like thousands, but like, there was a plan in place, and my dad said he was going to convert the house. And it, for the first six months, I was just sleeping like in there. Bed in the living room, and my dad was like building, like making it a livable space. And then, um, yeah, so that eventually, after like six months, it eventually turned into like a, a space where I could have live and stuff. And that was just like kind of over time turned into like half a little music studio where I made all the music and then obviously a place to. No, I think so, quite cool. And I know Rachel loves the attic. Yeah, I, I think there's just something about attics that's just so appealing. I think you put it down to childhood, like books and films growing up. All princesses seem to live in there, so <laughs> seem the place to be. <laughs> yeah, it's it's beautiful. Yeah, beautiful space. It gets absolutely freezing in the winter. Um, Imagine that. Absolutely yeah. boiling in the summer. But um, yeah, I'm really, I was really lucky with myself. So you write a lot on your childhood memory. Music feels kind of very nostalgic, it's personal yet relatable. And you've got lyrics in dungarees, which say, like, take it back to the Bunsen burners and dungarees, Spanish skirmishes, some subtle skullduggery. That's quite cool. That's my, yeah, I like that line. I just like, I mean, whenever you can have the opportunity to get the word skullduggery into a song, I think it should be taken at all, at all costs. Yeah. And I agree. Yeah, there's definitely like some nostalgic elements, but I, I kind of, 
I don't know if it was like out of like fear or something, but I tried to stay away from like using the word I or like going into the first person and, and more so like speaking maybe a third person or or make it sound like like take me out of the stories if, if you like. I don't know whether that's just I don't know gonna say do you enjoy cooking because yeah i, I definitely I do cooking. i like i yeah for the most part yeah but i'm i wouldn't say i'm like a creative cook or, or like particularly good i just i don't yeah. know why i don't know what it's yeah i just really like getting a recipe and just like following it step by step on it yeah i like that yeah, yeah. And, and i know there's lots of people and there's nothing wrong with it but like really don't gravitate towards like recipes and it's just like we'll 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 fling that in there for you know half an hour whatever I confess I can do that I was gonna say I can't say it works out but you know <laughs> say your softly spoken word delivery is very calming and comforting and um can you tell us a bit more about your track wanna talk oh uh, yeah uh, well that's actually written about the person who is currently upstairs so um, um like i said before i do like part-time care so uh it's just for, like yeah it's like a few hours a week whatever but um uh <laughs> Yes, I wrote that. It was super weird. The one in my house that I wrote it um, in. Um, uh, but basically, it's just about yeah, a relationship with someone who is 
just about like that connection with someone who you don't have a lot in common with, or and I, I've always been like confused by this like generational like disassociation, um, or, or just not having much in common with people of just different ages. And it's super weird. There just seems to be like an unspoken thing where it's like we're not quite on the same vibe sometimes. And so um, that song is just about like striving to like making an effort on both ends to having something in common is the fact that you don't have anything in common. Like as long as it's about that like acknowledgement of, of like listen like we're just like here and we're hanging out and um as, as long as like there's some kind of communication involved, I think that's really, really important. Um, so yeah, that song is just about yeah, like wanting to talk essentially. What about you guys? Do you write any songs or do you express um, I know this is like your interview and I don't mean to hijack but do you like I don't know, uh, like whether it's like the written word or like uh, it could be like drawing or painting or songwriting, do you guys No, not at all. I mean, I'm really into writing myself. I do the old bit of poetry. Um, I paint and sew. Oh, nice. And I like to journal. Oh, lovely. Yeah, I write down my thoughts and sometimes I draw. If I can, try anyways. (laughs) It's just like that outlet, isn't it? I think it's so so important. Definitely, yeah. I'd like to get into journal. Yeah. Uh, have you done it for a long, a long time? I've done it for like a few years. Yeah. I just do it. I don't do it every day. Yeah. It's too much. It's like a couple of times. You know, just right yeah. now, how are you feeling? What's, what's going on with you? I think it's, yeah, I think it's really... Therapeutic. Yeah, therapeutic is definitely the word. Um, um, what type of things do you sew, by the way? Because I did a bit, I went through a knitting phase. I know it's not the same thing, but that's my closest. <laughs> um, Um, well, at the moment I'm working on a dress, um, (laughs) yeah, it's a kind of big project really, if I'm honest. I thought it was going to be a little bit more straightforward, I thought I had the right amount of fabric, but yeah, I had to rework the whole thing. (laughs) It's usually the way it goes. Yeah, um, so yeah, it's kind of in two halves and covered in chalk, but yeah, it's a work in progress. Cool. Did you ever see the Phantom Thread? I did actually. That was very good. Very very good. Yeah, it was kind of mad. Mm. Uh, I very sinister. Yeah, it was very intense towards the end. But um, I found the the scenes where he was like, you know, measuring up and things like that, and I was just like, wow, like I never really thought about this before. But it's just I don't know why it was. I don't. It was like I was watching like an ASMR video or something. I was just like, mm-hmm. this is like really satisfying to like see someone out of their craft but essentially just someone who's really good and at their job which is really cool he was he was really yeah. passionate wasn't he he just obviously took over his life yeah I guess yeah because like, someone who was I guess top of their field in any case mm. people consumed by by what they're doing I guess but um, is it film? yeah I think it's thread. on Netflix possibly okay. I think so. it's like it's like I feel very 
wary about actually recommending it. I can certainly understand if someone walked away and was like, what, what, you know, what was that? Like, it's, mm-hmm. So it's not everyone's cup of tea, but it's got, uh, what's that? But the guy that was Daniel Day-Lewis, I think it was his no, one, okay. Bell, um, acted in, apparently. And the score was done by um, Johnny Greenwood from Radio Head, which is oh, the reason to watch it. Um, I went on a shebang, but um, yeah, it's like, uh, it's scary, kind of, it's not scary. Okay. So talking about films, I mean, is there any that you'd recommend? What's your kind of go-to genre? Oh, dude, I've got like a list on my phone. I do love films. Um, I don't think I have a favourite genre or anything. I just like, my, my favourite feeling is like, not knowing whether I should be like crying my eyes out or laughing my head off, like somewhere in that sweet spot. Right. A good example of that is have you ever seen Short Term Twelve? I haven't. Brie Larson, and um, she is actually well. I think I connected to this one in many ways, but she is a um, a care worker as well, and she does really um, intense like. Sense of the like disadvantaged young people and people from yeah who have like broken homes or have various issues. Um, it's like the most sad but also most hilarious film I've ever Yeah, and Brie Larson is it's just Brie Larson. She's always amazing. Yeah, I I love films. I could not hear about films far past um, you know eight o'clock, so I won't. <laughs> yeah, in fact. Uh, my favourite podcast is a film podcast um, called Films to Be Buried With, with uh, Brett Goldstein, I think is the guy. Um, that's my, that's like my go-to podcast. Uh, I, I, every week I just listen to that. Brett. Check it out. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's really great. It's really great. How many, um, have you been doing, guys been doing your podcast for like a while? Is it a new thing? Very new. You're the second guest. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, I, I've always liked the idea of doing like a podcast, but I haven't actually got around to making one yet. Basically. You should do it. Yeah, you yeah. should. I always, for some reason, I always thought if I had a podcast, I'll call it Cloudy Lemonade. No idea why. Um, <laughs> um, I always just thought it would be um, probably about nothing, really. But um, yeah, just have a chat. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. Stuff, yeah. that's always interesting as well. Yeah. Maybe, maybe one day. Yeah. Um, Rachel was telling me a funny thing. There was a rumour that um, you wanted to be a priest. <laughs> oh, what? Wasn't it? Yes, yeah. I read that on one of the interviews with you. He's about nine or ten, apparently. Oh, no way. Um, I don't, I can't remember ever saying that, but it's, <laughs> it is not publicly. Very true. <laughs> um, wow, that's kind of blew my mind. Um, excellent research skills. Whoever found out this nugget of information, and um, it is true. When I yeah, when I was um, I don't know, like seven or something, maybe younger. Um, I used to like set up the dining room table. I used to put like a, a cloth over. <laughs> And then um, I would put like some kind of 
um, overall um, like blanket or something on, and then and then when someone would walk through the the living room, God, <laughs> I, I had like this little goblin right there. goes right you say music is for you you say it's a pleasant distraction from life oh yeah I remember that interview I regret saying that because it's not true um, you also mentioned it could be Vicky Verky so like life is a distraction to music I think that's what you said in that as well yeah um, it's a really hard question to answer really um I just love it. Like it's it like you know you're part of the real love when you absolutely like kill yourself like you like like go through the absolute nail just to do just to create something. Mm-hmm. And it's like why on earth am I still attempting to do this? Like it literally is like almost killing you and, and it's like I just and it's just like well I obviously must 
I mean, it's not like I make like any money. Like, this is how bad like um, like commercially like music is. Like, I have four jobs. Like, there's nothing better than like being on on stage and like you somehow have like earned the like the audience's like like the audience is like captivated. And I really go for like a sort of really quiet, like almost like a a library atmosphere, if you like. And like that is just like the absolute um, most joyous feeling ever, ever. And you recorded your album during lockdown as well, yeah. How did you um, mind making it during that time? Yeah. I mean I've always um like been really fortunate in the fact that I like like my own company anyway, so just being uh, like locked away, um for a substantial amount of time and just literally dedicating myself to like this one thing that I, I just always like the idea of like creating something that is like of like has substance and and um uh even though like this is bad in terms of like maintaining maintaining like sustainability for the planet but like leaving something behind behind like a tangible thing is like a really cool idea even though it's really bad and, like there's plastic wrapping around the album vinyl and things like that. So that's not cool. But also just the fact of like creating something that's gonna be like here long after I am mm-hmm. is kind of driving and force behind um like yeah this album. It was really easy just like to put myself away and, and just sitting on, on it and getting it done really. Um yeah, you mentioned on the song O, oh, um, like, I think there was, I don't know who was talking, it was a woman talking at the end, she was saying uh, that you've left something behind. personal touch to your music isn't there there's a lot of families as you say auntie linda being on your track and and your album covers um on your latest album you've got a picture there that looks like it's taken from childhood the background yeah, it's, itself right. i was going to say the location is something quite special to you isn't it somewhere um so that the album front cover is my another one of my nieces called daisy um, and she, that was a time when we went to this local music festival, and uh, I just saw her there with her two front teeth missing, and I was like, oh, this, this is a great book. So I just, just took it up, just got my bed in this time, and then there's lots of music and art going on, and she was having loads of fun, so I just, I just got my phone and took the photo. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, regarding family, so I'm like the youngest of six and I've got I think nine nieces and nephews and one great niece now. So there's like a whole backlog of stories to like pinch from or like associate to um, that I do um, 
because it's just like, yeah, wealth of, of like I say, just like little stories from, from all their lives and how these like intertwined through time. Um, yeah. Yeah, lots of, there's loads of family references for sure. So getting back to that location, it was, um, so where you were at a festival, Good Life Festival. So what's that festival like? Um, so it's it's festival, which is just around the corner from my house in a little town called Hardin. And the festival is um, on the, like the castle grounds. And so, and so, yeah, it's literally, maybe, and the festival is curated by um, Keris Matthews and I think it's Charlie Gladstone. The Gladstone Estate, which is in Yeah. And you met Keris there, didn't you? And you gave her your oh, yeah, your yeah. album. Wow, I've I, I said that before. I don't. I, I feel like you've like, <laughs> reached into my brain and found me. Like, oh, <laughs> no, that sounds just plain creepy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, hundred percent correct. Though. Um, I think it was the second time I went to the festival. I saw her sitting on a hay bale, just trying to some um, some people, and I brought with me um, my the tote bag from the record label, and inside was uh, my first vinyl. It was a single that I brought out, and I just saw that. And the reason I brought that with me was because oh, I never know if I see someone I can just give it to them. And then I just saw her sitting there. I was sort of kind of looming a little bit, and I because I didn't want to just like interrupt the conversation. And so I was sort of just hanging around, like drinking a hot chocolate or something. And then um, I sort of seized my tune, and I saw the other person like leave, and I just quickly sort of like plunked myself on the table next to her. And um, luckily for me, the front cover of that single was. Was uh, an old family photograph of uh, my uh, mum and my elder sister on a on a beach in North Wales, and they had like a lighthouse in the background. And um, anyway, I just showed it to her, and she like knew where this place was, and so she had this like connection to this place, and thought it was like a beautiful photograph and things. And um, so luckily that we had that sort of connection, I just said, "Oh, this is my first single." Um, Blah, blah 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 blah, and then we had like a maybe a 10 minute chat or something. And then the, the following Sunday, we actually played that single on the uh, uh, BBC Radio 6 the morning show on a Sunday. But what was really sweet about it was the fact that she actually, um, I think it was like a poetry week or something, uh, or something to do with maybe Dylan Thomas or something. And she, she decided that to Dylan Thomas. I mean, that's 
you wasn't expecting that, was you really? I mean, it's just something you just have a little casual conversation and. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was just happy that she was said yes to like taking the album um, away, and like I didn't know if she was going to actually listen to it or anything. But yeah, when when you know, I just like I got a text from through saying, "Put on Radio Six now," because I didn't receive the. Usually, you get the message like the email saying you're going to be played at a certain time. I didn't get any of that, and so I just my phone just got all these texts from my friend saying, "Radio, put Radio Six, Radio Six." So you're playing The Great Escape this year, and it's always been a festival you said that you've wanted to play. Can you tell yeah. us a bit more? But, yeah, for, um, I'd say a few years now. I've always like, done like, you know, that like, application process, and, and it's not been successful in the past. Um, and so, like, right now, well, I'm going to just try again or whatever. Um, and then, yeah, luckily this year through the uh, Horizons, the Big Sea Horizons, it's um, yeah, come together really nicely. So, um, yeah, obviously it's all, uh, you know, the online and, and not yeah. in person, but um, yeah, I'll take that. Uh, I'm happy with that. Yeah, for us it's our favourite place to discover new music as well. Oh, sweet, yeah. yeah. I bet, I mean, like, yeah, uh, I mean, I can only imagine. Yeah, we've been there before and we've volunteered and laughed, so it's always great. great uh, we do, don't we? We go back every year. And uh, Sometimes we know the artists before we go. We say, oh, you know, we've, we've seen these perform in London, maybe maybe a handful. But then it's always great to get there and you just go from venue to venue and find new talent that you've never even heard of. It's just it's great, isn't it? Oh, nice. Oh, sweet. So, what can our listeners expect from the set? How long do you get for it? Um, what can I expect? I mean, definitely, like, I would love it um, one day if I was able to create some kind of mock but we definitely are not going to be expecting any mock unfortunately. <laughs> I mean, maybe, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you just found it's, I guess, you know, someone listening to this podcast might even mistake this podcast for one of my songs because it is literally just like little chats that I have so if I'm super stuff and like a little chat um, then uh, yeah then uh, that's sort of what this, the vibe is with the, the service this, um, yeah I just like create beats on the spot and then I just talk over them because I can't sing it all then so I just sounds good we look forward to seeing it yeah, I really like, I, I found in the past, sometimes I, I like, I'll have like my set list and I stick to it just like a recipe and I'll be like boom, 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 boom. But then it sometimes, uh, it just like depending on like the audience or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, I've like, well, yeah, I've di- divert away from that and <laughs> go just improvise, I guess, um, which is also really fun. But who knows what's going to happen? Anything could happen. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, thank you for chatting. Good luck uh, with your dress. Good luck with your journal. Good luck with like everything that's happening with podcasts, the festival, everything. Thank yeah, you very thank much. You. Thank you. Good luck as you uh, future. That was Enya, the little brother, chatting to us here at Spiral Magazine. Ahead of this year's Great Escape Festival, which runs online from the 13th to the 14th of May 2021. Enio the little brother's latest track, Bunk Beds, is out now on Spotify. 
and you can find him on all social media platforms. You can also discover more incredible talent like today's guest, Enya the Little Brother, on our blog, spiralmagazine.wordpress.com. We support and spotlight an eclectic mix of alternative musicians that we love. Hopefully, you too will spiral off to discover all our featured artists further, buy their music, support a local show, and continue this spiral of love. Thanks for listening and take care.